0: It's the Ben's Brunani, woman is Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this If sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We all go sipping, yo oh, Hard time's calling for your long trots You might learn something, you oh, never know let you find, and she's one of a kind Don't say your mind, say your mind Oh, the weather outside is frightful But my drags are so delightful Just in case you didn't know Boom, boom, boom. a hoe never gets cold (laughs) I thought that in my head and I just think it's genius And you know, I pat myself on the back for thinking up these incredible quips They make me laugh Like I'm such a geek in that I find myself very, very funny So welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of SYM officially known as say your mind and unofficially known as what what yes suck your mom suck your mom yes i'm kelechi okafor and what am i gonna say i bet you're gonna say it with me i'm just really really happy to be here (laughs) i am i am it's been a tempestuous week um for want of a better term um lots of ups and downs and you know, it's hard running a business. It's hard running a business because sometimes the personal overlaps with the professional and you have to make decisions that you would rather really not make, but you know that you have to make them for the sake of your business. And I implore people not to, don't hire friends. as, As weird as that might sound, I just think that it's so It's so much harder navigating business relationships when you have to um, think about friendships and things like that as well. Because some people are great friends, but they're not great business partners or employees or employers. It's just once you enter into that sort of sphere with them, it makes things a lot more difficult. And it's different for me because, you know, I'm someone that likes order and I like structure. Um, so I was a, I was an air cadet from when I was in high school And I loved that being an air cadet Was some of the best moments of my life Like I had a uniform to wear I knew where I needed to be I knew that there was a structure of progression Like we would go camping Like there was so much like that I was open Like I was open to and I was exposed to that I wouldn't otherwise have known as like a black girl in Peckham. And the air cadets, like big up 50F squadron, Bob Bob Tulse Hill, um, I grew, I grew in that environment. And one thing that that taught me, especially when I became a corporal and um, FYI, don't big up 50F squadron because when I was meant to be promoted to sergeant, they promoted a Becky. Like no, literally her name's Becky. Like they promoted her instead of me because she was white and blonde and she came after me, didn't do as much as me, but obviously I saw the go when it comes to these kind of people. So that's fine. Um, anyway, when I became a corporal, um, I had friends that were still, ju- you know, cadets, like normal cadets, like they were, they didn't have, um, you know, they 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 didn't have a badge um, or any stripes. So that's when I felt like my first, um, I don't know, my first conflict in that some people didn't understand that when we walked through the gates, I'm now. A Corporal like I'm not going to take the piss out of you because I respect the badge you know I respect My stripes I take um the responsibility of authority very very seriously so I respect the Role that I have and I wouldn't um I wouldn't want to abuse it and that that's not to say that Sometimes I didn't get it wrong because you know I we're talking about times when I was like 15 You know um but still I had that understanding that once we walk through the gates we're no longer Buddies um I'm a corporal and you're a cadet, like behave yourself. And even at one point, my boyfriend at the time was a cadet and I was a corporal and babes, like I think you're cool and everything, but stand to attention when I'm talking to your clerk. Do you understand? Um, It was one of those things. And luckily he wasn't one of the people that I had issues with, but I did have issues with other people who wanted, like it was like they were very, very reluctant to um, respect the role that I had within the structure That we found ourselves in So yeah And the reason I say that is because I still find those same themes now Where people think Because they know you in a personal capacity And they can bust stroke joke with you in a personal capacity The moment it's time to do business They don't want to switch gears They don't want to understand that Although we are friends Now we're entering into a business relationship You need to respect the authority That I have within this business relationship And th- you know, if if it's not working, it's not working. So that's been one of my biggest um, things this week, kind of making peace with what the tarot cards have told me over and over and over again, which is that there is an ending, baby girl. There is an ending that I know that you don't want. And but it's because you've completed a phase with this person and you need to, or, you know, not even just a person, but a group of people, as it were, different types of individuals. And for you to go further, you need to let them go because the resentment will only build because they're not willing to meet you where you're at. And I think that a true friend if, a, if, you, if you're dealing with true friends If you're dre- dealing with people Who truly support your dream When it moves into a business capacity They will behave accordingly So if you're working with someone right now That doesn't want to shift gears And it's truly necessary Then you need to go Otherwise what's going to happen? You're going to stall <laughs> Did you see what I did there? <laughs> Comes from my driving lessons Hey! Hey. Yeah. I still don't enjoy driving, FYI. <laughs> so yeah, man, um I just thought I'd share that with you all and I hope that by now you've all seen the BBC World interview that I did, um leading on from the BBC Stories twerk um video that was done about me and the, you know that that was wonderful. So it was it was exciting to be at the Broadcasting House and on live TV, on BBC World News, like a baby girl was on BBC World News. It took me a while to even settle on that outfit that I wore, you know. At the end of the day, I only wore like a collection of cough crop top. And then I wore these nice... um khaki kind of um pants that we got high-waisted pants that we got from um Venice when we were there we went to Mango in Venice and that's where I picked them up and they were really really cute um so I wore those and I wore my Converse's trying to keep it you know really low-key but serving neutrals and you know so the black uh top with the collection of white logo could really make a statement I did my own makeup because you know I was short on time but it came out really really well everything about that day flowed so nicely. Like they sent a car to pick me up and I was like, look at me. Wow. I I have arrived. I have arrived. So that was wonderful to have a car. And I had a woman driver as well. Sounds so odd, but I rarely get women drivers. Um, I know that last week, Jonathan told us about his mum being an Uber driver, um, auntie Gladys, but i rarely come across woman drivers. So it was nice to just be in a car with one and it was, it was chill. It was cool. So um, I went on live TV and I spoke about twerk. I I have to say that the vibe, I wasn't really, really feeling it. The vibe was a bit icy, but I feel like I delivered what I needed to deliver. And especially when um, the interviewer said to me, the anchor woman said to me, um, oh, um, but don't you think um, throwing money at women is degrading because it's um, reminiscent of strip clubs? And I was like, so even if it is so what even if it's reminiscent of strip clubs so what first of all bitch the reason we throw money is in my culture is because we're spraying money so there's not throwing we are spraying money to celebrate an event and a person that's why we like spray money but even if we were talking about stripper culture and that money being thrown babes What is degrading About a woman Earning her own money People like I feel like In this big big 2018 You motherfuckers Need to start reframing The way that you Think about things At the end of the day People like to talk Down about strippers Because people hate That women can In any way Use their sexuality To empower themselves And use what they've Got to empower themselves And you are the one That leaves your wife And kids Or your girlfriend Or whatever And you take yourself And you go to a strip club With your hard earned money You take it to a strip club and you start dashing it at the stripper so wait who is actually in the position of power huh exactly it's the woman because you were the one that took your money there it's as simple as that but people don't want to look at it like that because oh god forbid we ever look at men as the ridiculous human beings that they sometimes most times read most times are so um yeah, that, that interview was, was cool. And I'm, wow. I'm, you know, it, it's, it's, it's big. I'm, I'm humbled that so many opportunities are coming in this vein. And there are things that I'm working on now that I just ask you to pray for me that they, they come to fruition because it will mean that I move up in the game in terms of doing more TV stuff and doing, you know, more interviews and documentaries and things like that. So yeah, pray for me or oh. pray for me. Ah. Anyway, also, we went to go and watch Black Panther I forgot to announce it last week That you know We were going to go and see um, Black Panther again at Peck and Plex um, And quite a few people came through It was great I would just prefer next time guys I love you a lot But please don't fucking speak When the film is on It's so annoying It's so so annoying I know that you might have seen it a few times But other people might not have And the whole point of it is that We're li- we're, we're trying to pay attention to the thing And we're missing a lot Because you're there cackling So please That's just a friendly Just a friendly no so I'm going to organize another screening for another film And I just want you all to bear that in mind If you're going to come, like, please act accordingly So yeah, anyway, we went to go and see Black Panther Again, we went to go and see it in 3D And I have to be honest, like, 3D was a distraction for me It was so annoying And maybe because we were sitting very close to the screen I don't know But it was just making my eyes do hugger. I didn't like it um, But I picked up so much that I didn't pick up the first time From watching the film It was utterly beautiful but I obviously noticed that this time more so than the first time that the accents that they were putting on were extremely wild um I wrote this on Twitter by the way anyway yeah so um we went to go and see Black Panther and would you believe my shock when I realized that the woman who interviewed me for my BBC World interview um she was the same person that announces T'Chaka's death T'Challa's father, she announces um, T'Challa's father's death, to T'Ch- uh, T'Chaka, um, in the film. And I was like, guys, guys, this is an omen. This is an omen that I'm obviously going to be in Black Panther 2. Like, get ready. And I'm going to get my abs set. Like, when I tell you that my body is going to be set good, like the ice in a freezer. Boy. Like, I'm going to have abs. I'm going to have muscles just going, and I'm going to show up as a villain. And I want those gold, Teeth caps That uh, that Killmonger had Because I think They're so hot Like I really want them I really want them On my teeth um, Just so I smile And they just go So I'm going to rock, rock up as a villain I'm going to have Those gold bits In my teeth My abs are just going to be like, ging, 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 ging. And I'm going to be oiled up and I'm going to fight Okoye. She's going to beat my ass, but I am going to be so honoured to have been fucked up by General Okoye. I can't wait. And I'm just going to be like swinging because she says guns, ugh, so primitive. So she's going to have a spear and so I can't have a spear. So I'm going to have a gun and because I'm collection of cough cat i am going to have that. You get me? I'm going to like be spinning my AK and then she's going to beat my ass and I'm going to accept here like a baby girl. So, this is my pitch Ryan Coogler if you're listening. I don't know why you'd ever be listening to SYM, but should you be listening, I need let me say that again. I need to be a villain in Black Panther 2. I'm ready. I have the muscles for it. And we don't see enough black women with muscles on TV fighting. I will start I don't know any martial arts class you want me to start. I've started it yesterday, fam. Let me just, just smell that set. That's all I want to do. I just want to smell the set. That's honestly, I'm, I'm ready. My soul is so ready to do this. So, um, yeah, that's just my one degree of separation from Black Panther and I hope you appreciated it. So I'm just going to get right into, um, the tarot for this week. Now, what's slightly different is that I brought a different tarot deck this week. Um, it's one that I've been playing with, and this is actually um, actually my personal tarot deck. So I've got um, one that I use when I'm doing like readings and bits for like friends and family, and then I've because they sometimes have to touch it, and I don't want people to touch the one that. I use for myself, like, I'm very protective of, like, my altar that I have at home. Like, my altar is by my bedside and stuff, and I just don't like any other energies going, like near it and that's the same thing with the cards. Like I have the Rider Waite deck, which is like the traditional, well-known deck, the most popular deck. Um that's the one I use for other people because the imagery, um, the imagery is traditional. It's easy to Google. Um, so I use that so people can go and look it up later um, and things like that. But the one that I use for myself personally is one called the Wanderer's Tarot. And I like it because it's like really, really sexy. It's like it's almost like slate and it's like Is The version I've got is all black And the drawings are in white It looks like white chalk Um, And it's really, really cool And it challenges my intuition Because it doesn't have any of the traditional drawings So um, instead of like cups, coins, um, things like that um, Swords, they have in this one um, Stones, um, yeah, stones, feathers and knives Are the ones that you have in this one if i'm correct stones feathers knives are the ones that you have um in this, um, and moons, sorry, and moons. So moons represents cups, stones represents pentacles, knives represent swords, and feathers represent wands. So they've switched it up a bit. And because none of the images are traditional, it makes me have to use my intuition, not what I've been told by all of these books about tarot. I have to use my intuition um, intuition to interpret what is in front of me. So I really, really like what it does for me. Um, So this week, um, I pulled the five of stones, the five of stones. I'm just going to show that. So it's very different to the traditional deck because um, it refers really to the five of pentacles and the five of pentacles has the drawing of homeless. Well, we assume that they're homeless or like, you know, they are traveling in the snow and they it's like the weather's really bad and they're covered in like shawls, and you can tell that they're freezing and they walk past um they walk past um, a glass pane, if I'm correct, they walk past a church window, a glass colourful pane, um, you know, painted glass, and their suffering in contrast to the beautiful kind of um, ornamented kind of um, windows um, makes you think about the, you know, there's that juxtaposition of beauty and lack. And usually that, that card is representing more the, um, poverty that you think is in place. It's a poverty that you've imagined almost. So that's important when I look at this card as well, because this card is very, very bleak. It's black. Everything's black. And then you've got the drawings almost like we're in space, um, with the five stones scattered around and the five stones are of all different shapes and they've got four around and one in the middle. Now, this card when i was looking at it and when i initially read the book for the wanderer's tarot um it makes me think about what i'm currently in as a situation and i don't know if it'll resonate with any of you in that so many opportunities are coming my way but is to be careful of the ones that appear to be offering you things and they're offering you fuck all like like they make it sound so exciting like oh my god this is so great like you'll be doing this and you'll be doing this but we're actually not gonna give you this um so it's a time for everyone really to just be very, very careful about Contracts. If you're entering into contracts, um, contractual agreements about anything, whether it's a house, whether it's a home, whether it's even um, a, 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 a marriage, be very sure of the terms of your agreement. Be very, very sure of it because this is the time where people will try to come to you with things that seem too good to be true. And remember what we're always saying: if it's too good to be true, if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Like think very carefully. And that's no one trying to rain on your. Parade. Because I think if a friend who's close to you said this same thing to you, you'd be like, "Uh, you just don't want me to succeed Wow, haters everywhere, snakes everywhere But this isn't, this isn't it Like if for the fact that I'm also saying it is something that we need to be very, very careful of Like I found that recently um, a lot of people are like, oh, I want you to come and be on my show Oh, I want you to do this, I want you to do that And I'm noticing that at no point are they saying, oh, you know, um in remuneration We'll be paying you this much Or we'll be doing this much And you know Different companies are contacting me And saying Oh we'd like you to post this And and do this And I've had a few of them come through And they've offered me Such meagre amounts And so I've had to go back to them And say actually That's not my rate This is my rate And they're like Oh okay fine I'm thinking what do you mean Okay fine So if I'd never asked You would have You would have just palmed me off With the first thing Mad. And then I have a lot of white women as well, sending me emails like, oh my God, it's so amazing what you do. Um, I'd love to collaborate with you in some sense. You're so wonderful, so wonderful. Anyway, we're doing this event and we don't plan to, you know, pay you for your services, but would you donate your classes or would you in fact come and teach some workshops and do this and do that? But yeah, we won't be paying you. And that sums up my issue when i interact with a lot of white women in that they claim to love me up and down and sideways but when it's time to place um value you know to place, place that that currency on my worth suddenly everyone starts moving mad and they start acting like i don't know like i'm all purpose seasoning or something and they start running from me it's 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 a lot and i don't appreciate it so during this time, I'm just being very, very careful about what I'm doing, and I'm blessed to kind of know people who it's their actual job to figure out what my my um, what my rate should actually be within this business. And although. Um, we're not working um explicitly professionally together. They are more than willing to like give me advice and say, Nabi, don't accept that. Like, don't accept that. That's not the rate that you should be charging for where your platform is currently at. So I appreciate that. Um, And I'm looking to have someone more permanently that can negotiate these things for me and i'm you know that's why i'm working towards building my platform and so instagram can stop disrespecting me with telling me to send tell people to go to bio link in bio i too want to be able to swipe up god damn it but that's for another day so yeah five of stones as we've got it here five of stones aka five of pentacles the lack that you feel that you that you have in your life the um you know, the lack of finances or whatever it might be, whatever wealth that you think that you lack in your life, don't, because of that illusion of lack, start taking things that aren't going to serve you well. Don't do it to yourself, even if it's a relationship. Don't feel like, because our... um, maybe no one can ever live up to my standards. So let me just go out with this guy or this girl. Like, don't do it to yourself. It's just going to be a waste of your time in the long run. Stick to your standards. You know what you're, you, what you are worth. And, Everything has worth, just not everybody sees it. You know, same thing as everything has beauty, just not everybody sees it. If someone doesn't see your worth, that is their own personal problem. But you cannot now come and lie down on the floor so people can start stepping on stepping on your head. Yeah? So value yourself. Value yourself is this is a this is one that I'm sharing with you all, but it's also a personal drag to me. I've realized just Throughout my career How I've undersold myself For the fear of rejection I think oftentimes That's actually what it is A fear of rejection Means that you sell yourself For less than you are worth Because oh my god What if I ask for what I feel Like I'm truly worth And they say ha 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 Whatever But you know what For everyone that says ha 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 There'll be someone who says Yeah I appreciate that Here's your money Or here's your things They will give you the things That belong to you They will give it to you As long as you know that you deserve it and you go out there and you claim what's yours. So that's the bit for the cha- uh, tarot this week. Um that's that bit. So we're going to move into Share Your Magnificence. So Share Your Magnificence. First of all, I want to big up Easy Wraps. I'm going to tag them and put the Twitter, um, Instagram handle. Um, Easy Wraps are the designers of this head wrap on my head that if you're listening, you won't see it, but you know, they're the designers of this head wrap on my head. It's so fucking beautiful. Now I feel like I need to make a point in that nobody pays me to put to say any of the things that I say, I mean in the next week or so, people are gonna start paying me for posts and stuff, not on the podcast, but like on Instagram and Twitter and that like people are i'm I'm deciding that this, I should accept this now and actually monetize some areas of my platform, but I will still be the same person, so anyway, easy wraps nah. I just appreciate how glorious this head wrap is You know why? Because most times when you go to the shop, yeah And you buy um, African print material um, Or, you know, this, um, you know You know the prints I'm talking about The printed material, you buy it it's so stiff and both sides are obviously the same. So when you wrap it, sometimes it can take a lot of moisture out of your hair. So you've got this beautiful head wrap on, but meantime, your your hair is screaming like, uh, 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 I can't breathe. Uh, give us free. Like your hair just wants to escape because it doesn't like what you're doing to it. So The beauty of these head wraps is that on the other side Is like a, um, a silky material I think it's silk or maybe it's satin But there's a material on the other side That's really, really silky And helps you to retain the moisture in your hair And it just feels nice and soft on your head So I've been wearing it quite a bit I wore it to the Black Panther viewing as well They didn't ask me to actually post this I just feel like I'm always saying that I appreciate excellence And this is excellent to me For them to make something that makes sense You know, they say that necessity is the mother of all inventions. And it was necessary for my hair to have something that would look after it, like a head wrap that wouldn't dry it out of all fucking moisture. So big up yourself, easy wraps. Um, So yeah, to the next share your magnificence. um, I'm going to big up Juliana Yazbek, um, or you might be Juliana. I think it's Juliana, but yeah. Uh, Juliana Yazbek um, She wrote in to the podcast Using the right email address Which I really, really appreciate I love it when you guys send things to SYM at KelechiOka4.com And nowhere else Um, So she writes Hi Kelechi I listen to your podcast every week I am a huge fan of yours You give your wisdom, wit, humour, power and grace So freely and unconditionally For that and much more, I thank you I must admit, I hesitated a lot about sending this email Too often, Black women have their struggles Their voices, their culture hijacked by non-Black women And I did not want to be complicit in making this about me when it isn't But I listened to my inner voice And it's said to reach out to a sister And let her know just how much she's changing the world I come from a culture that is generally colorist and racist All too often I sit down with my Arab friends And we discuss colorism within our families and societies But what we Arabs do not talk about Is how that colorism extends to blatant and disgusting racism As you said in your episode, Black Saviour Complex To the racist and colorist mind White people are superior and black people are inferior The rest of the color scale goes between the two the level of racism in the Arab world can get too disgusting to detail here disclaimer of course that is a generalization for instance I have my mother to thank for standing against her society in many things especially patriarchy and white worship slash racism I do not mean to decry every single Arab out there oppression and colonialism can fuck you up till your oppressor becomes your god but that is no excuse to be disgustingly racist but here is what I want to thank you for as a non Black As non-black women of colour We stand to benefit so much from black women Black women are voicing issues of racism White feminism White privilege Self-hate Colonial beauty standards And so, so much more And we receiving, and we are receiving this empowering knowledge openly and unconditionally, therefore benefiting hugely from it. I did not love myself in the same way before I discovered Toni Morrison, Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, Ava DuVernay, and you, amongst others. I did not see the truth until Black women spoke it with strength, honesty, and grace. Your generosity in how you share your knowledge and empower others benefits all women And yet all non-Black cultures have ostracized and continue to ostracize Black people Through my work, I'm a musician, singer-songwriter and poet I hope to challenge this within my culture I hope to help Arab and non-white women to find more self-love, to free themselves of colonial white worshipping, and to have humility and respect and appreciation towards other non-white cultures. You are a gift to this world, and you are changing the world. I thank you truly. That made me feel a bit emotional. Like That's like the second time I've read that email. Um, Thank you, Juliana, because although I make a point of saying I don't need any motherfucker to validate what I'm doing for it to be valid, it's still touches me in the deepest way possible to know that there are sisters out there that see it, that see it, that they understand the struggle. They're not out here looking for cookies. They're just saying, boom, like I see it. And I appreciate that you see it and you see me. Like even in the list of women that you mentioned me in, like even that made my eyes water because like to me, they're they're great people. And what I do in my, you know, my little corner of the internet in, in no way compares to what they do. Yet I have to kind of understand that it still impacts people and people appreciate it. So thank you for appreciating me and thank you for using your art to, to, to further the discourse that is so necessary for us as, as women women. Um, and, and, and as people, just generally um, I appreciate you so, so much, Juliana Thank you for sending that through It means a lot to me So I'll add um, Juliana's act Because to me, that's magnificent And, you know, I appreciate that you listen So that's was um, my second Share Your Magnificence And my last um, Share Your Magnificence And like I say, in no way least Is Naomi Kelman Naomi Kelman, um has an organization that helps young people to get into Oxbridge. So that's Oxford and Cambridge University and the likes like, let me just read her letter before I go into why this puts me in my feelings and why I appreciate it so much. Um, Naomi says hi kelechi i've been listening to your podcast since it launched and and look forward to it every monday every time you ask someone if their entire village is unwell i laugh so hard i also find it refreshing to hear the fire with which you can speak about things for me that fire often has to stay in, within my head and so it's nice to be able to live vicariously through your podcast at times i wanted to let you know about something i work on as Um, I know you have an interest in education amongst the many other things that you're interested in. In 2012, I founded a program called Target Oxbridge Um, targetoxbridge.co.uk is the website which supports black African and Caribbean students to apply to Oxford and Cambridge we've helped 81 students to secure Oxbridge offers so far and I was really happy to secure a last minute expansion for this year enabling us to help 160 students this year up from 45 last year the full story of the program and my motivations for setting it up and growing it are covered in this article in the iPaper so, I'll add I'll, FYI, guys, I'll give you a link to that as well. Anyway, back to the letter. Getting coverage like this has made me so excited today because it's been so hard to get positive stories about Black students in education covered in the media until very recently. Often the stories lack nuance and positivity, which often discourages Black students from applying to top universities. And so I'm hopeful that this story today will have a more encouraging effect. As a black woman with grandparents from Jamaica, Barbados, Nigeria and England who went to Oxford, my main aim has been to offer black students the advice and environment I wish I had when applying and to change the narrative on who it is that gets to attend our top universities. I also worked with some of my peers recently to launch the Oxford Black Alumni Network. And that's www. I don't know why people still say that, but anyway, oxfordblackalumni.org to keep challenging the idea that Black people don't go to places like that, because we do, and we should be going in larger numbers. I'm aware it's written quite a bit, so I hope it's of of some interest. Um, I'm hoping to be able to book onto some of your twerk classes soon, once I figure out some some of the clashes with my trampoline in classes. Good luck with everything you're working on at the moment. I saw the clip of you on the BBC World interview. Congrats. Best wishes, Naomi Kelman. So I'm going to give you Naomi Kelman's um, Instagram handle in my comments. Um, For her, it's at Naomi underscore, underscore Kelman. And the Twitter for the Target Oxbridge is at Target Oxbridge. And the Oxford Black Alumni Network is Oxford Black Alum on Twitter. Naomi, man, I like, in fact, everyone, Juliana, Easy Rap, but all of you, just two slaps on that chest. For the work that you are doing, like Naomi, big yourself up. Like that is great, fucking work. Like even the fact that you up the numbers, you up the motherfucking numbers by forty-five this year. Like we know that there are struggles that Black students face when they go to these universities. We do know that, but the the only way it's going to change is for more of us to go there. So I, when I was in secondary school, I to me it just seemed so like far away. I thought me ever getting to Oxford or Cambridge, ha. Only now am I seeing my age mates And they were like, yeah, I went there And I was thinking, oh, so I could have gone too That's not to take anything away from them Because I know that they are exceptionally intelligent And they worked very, very hard to get into there But I also know that I had the ability To maybe have gone too But then obviously we all know that Like my focus was on performing arts So after going to Brit school I went to Liverpool Hope University Because actually, I think it was rather serendipitous How that happened My mum said, "Kilichi." i am warning you now you must not if i hear performing is what you're going to go and do at university glitchy ah my, my 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 they love to slap their lips like that my my anger will rain down upon you i must see law in your ucas application so i i said to my mom okay fine if i can find a way to do a combined degree in law and performing arts or you know theatre studies can I go and so I typed it into UCAS like I wanted to do a combined degree in drama and theatre studies and law and only two places came up and one of them was Liverpool Hope University I'd never ever been to Liverpool before in my life but I that's how I ended up at Liverpool Hope University because it was the only place that I could do a combined degree um And so, but I wonder if that, if my mum hadn't given me that ultimatum where I would have been, but I know that my leaning would have always been towards performing arts. Um, Not that you can't do performing arts at Oxford or Cambridge, but you know what I mean. So anyway, Naomi, thank you so much for the work that you do, for showing and encouraging Black students to, to reach for everything that they want and for them to be audacious. Like, I hope that this is your mood for 2018, everybody. Be audacious. I ask that you within yourself. And this is a note for me even as well. I ask that you tap into the spirit of white male mediocrity. There is nobody in this life that is as confident as a mediocre white man. There is nobody. A man that cannot do pimp, but he's confident as fuck because this society allows for him to be so. I ask that you to find your inner Mediocre white man, and channel that confidence and use it to take and apply for everything that you want in this life. That is what I wish for you, and I'm glad that Naomi, you are helping these um, students to find the keys to opening the doors to their own success. I appreciate you so so much. Now we've done all the positive things, the positive things. Let's move to so you mad. So you mad is actually quick. Like, it's, it's a quick one because, um, the drag is already, the drag has already been done for me, which I greatly, greatly appreciate. So, um, there's a girl. Um, that I want to I mean I call her girl very very loosely she's a woman she's a woman and she's a young woman and she's a very stupid and useless individual she goes by the name of um Brianna Harmon Brianna Harmon lied that she was raped by three black men when I read you, like the story that I enjoy the most about this, because I read many about it, but the story I enjoyed the most about this was written by Michael Harriet for The Root, theroot.com. And he filed it under Becky Shenanigans. But um she lied. I need you to process, just process that. She lied to the police about being raped by three black men. Now I have a, such an issue with white people lying that black people did something to them that they did not do. I know that a rapper recently, I've forgotten his name, but one white rapper turned around and said, oh, his place was burgled by black people and black people were nowhere near. He just said, oh, he made it up because he was high. Why is it that when you're high, that is the first thing that came to your mind? But that's for another day. Anyway, this Brianna, aka Bear, Becky the Bear, um, Decided that this was the story she was going to tell She's from Texas And uh, Michael calls her The beautiful blonde Texas Becky monster Which I think is hilarious Um, Anyway, she told the police that she was raped By three black men um, But because she finally uh, um, um, confessed And pleaded guilty to lying about this This bitch does not need to serve a day in prison and also the way that they've constructed it is that she's only going to do some community service and they're going to make it so it doesn't appear On her record as a conviction Which means that in a few years She can ask for it to be sealed So it's never ever revealed to anyone That she even ever told this lie Like look at what society does To protect white people Now come and tell me That we're in a post-racial society White women for as long as this earth has been round Have been lying about black people Doing things to them that they did not do Case in point Emmett Till That the white woman said that He whistled at her And he made sexual advances And he was killed in the most brutal way by white men Only for this bitch to turn around almost, I don't know What, 60, 70 years later And say, oh, it's it's bothered me all of my life That I lied about that And it's only now that you're saying it, when you're on your deathbed is when you're uh, admitting that you lied about it. And he was killed. A young man was killed. A young black man was killed because of your lies. And there are so, so many other, um, the Scottsboro um, incidents, there are so many incidents of black men being killed because of the lies that white women tell. Anyway, on March 8, 2017, the police in Texas responded to a call by Brianna Rachel Harmon. Um, or no, a call that Brianna Rachel Harmon was missing, and the door of her vehicle was open, with her personal items scattered on the ground near her automobile. So now I just need you to take a moment to process the scenery that this. This fall created Because she was by herself That's the wickedness This prick was by herself And she was now doing Shondaland And doing Scandal And doing How to Get Away with pussyclart. And she was creating the scene That did not take place So... Her things were scattered and then they found her um, a few hours later um, No, she walked into a um, a church a few hours later And she was bloodied and bruised and discombobulated apparently Wearing nothing but her underwear So that, again, let's take a moment to process that So this demon, this handmaiden of Satan Hurt herself and then she now rolls around she now rolled around in the forest like one demented Goldilocks, hurt herself, and then she now nakeded herself. She now offed her clothes and then went into a church and said, oh, look, everybody, I have been, I have been assaulted. I have been raped. Wow. That is someone that is not okay Like she is evil beyond measure Like I'm always careful not to conflate these kind of things with mental illnesses Because mental illness and mental health already has so many stigmas attached to it That I don't want to say, oh yeah, she's mentally ill to have done something like that No, sometimes you are just an evil motherfucker And this is what this woman is The reason I'm saying this is because Imagine if a black man And it's Texas It's Texas So there are bare Black guys walking around So imagine if a group Of black guys Or even a black guy Was just walking around In Texas When the police Received this call The way that they like To apprehend you For shit that you didn't do They would have just Dragged up this man And said oh We had a report of a rape And you fit the description What is the description They won't tell you height They won't tell you nothing They'll just Oh black man Yes And so that's why And and what if he Refused arrest Because he's like I didn't do anything I'm just coming from Bible study Next thing you know they've shot him down or they've injured him great greatly because of a lie that she has told and he had nothing to do with it he was just going home and this is often the situation when people tell these lies they don't think about the people that it implicates so anyway she did that um she said that she was kidnapped um she told the police that she was kidnapped by three black men wearing ski masks and that's hilarious to me because i don't know many black men who go skiing but i mean I don't know. They just had these ski masks anyway, and ski masks and gloves. So were they were they also wearing ski gloves or were they like washing gloves? I need specifics next time if you're going to tell these kind of lies. Anyway, Harmon explained how the you know the 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 band of rapists, the band of black rapists, um, who found her. They were obviously roaming the area Looking for a white woman Like, we need our white purity filler And they found her They found 18-year-old dickhead Brianna And they dragged her out of her car Into a wooded area And they gang raped her Now this is interesting, you know That she said that they gang raped her Because you know that there are ways to check For these things So anyway, somehow Brianna, blonde Brianna with the strength of a thousand bears. She fought all three of them off, even though they had knives and they were attacking her. She somehow miraculously fought them all like a ninja and um, escaped. She fled to the church and she only had a few scratches on her legs. And um, she told the story to the officers who began searching for, you know, obviously the African rape squad. Um, But you know, before they could attack another woman. Anyway, the rape was told, the alleged rape was told to her mother. So her mom now jumps on um, Facebook. Her mom jumps on Facebook and writes the following post. This is going to be a brutally honest post. Today, my daughter, Brianna Harmon Talbot, was taken by force by three black men. Two raped her and she is cut head to toe by a knife they took her engagement ring her class ring her earrings her baby tea necklace everything she had on she was able to run and she ran into a church bleeding from head to toe with no pants on someone had to have saw something this town is small if anyone anyone anything, if you hear anything, please call the denison Police Department, so even though no one heard anything because there was nothing to hear, um white you know the the white supremacists jumped online and they were like, "We've been telling y'all they want to rape our women and kill our wives, we need to form." I don't know. We need to form like a white mafia. Oh, you mean like the Ku Klux Klan that you've already formed? You dickheads. Pricks falls, always creating an um, um, urgency where there is none. You've imagined it all. We need to speak about the pathological nature of the hypersexualization that white women inflict upon black men. They inflict it on white, um, black women too, but that's, you know, n- right now we're talking about black men. Black men and how white women view black men as these like sexual monsters, these beasts that they're just coming to just grab you and throw you over their shoulder and have their way with you. That's why I had such a problem with that. um, I think it was, um, was it LeBron James and Heidi Klum? I might be wrong, but there was an image of um, LeBron James, if I'm correct. And he had um, this blonde woman on his shoulder. I can't remember which magazine it was for. I want to say Esquire, but I could be wrong. And that image, imagery was akin to like um, Godzilla, not Godzilla, like I think it's Godzilla or just like a gorilla a gorilla that's managed to because Godzilla was a like a dragon thing but he managed to King Kong that's it King Kong so he's grabbed this black and white woman and he's flung her over his shoulder to have his way with her because oh white woman and they're so fragile oh gosh we've got to catch them so um I didn't like that imagery on that magazine cover it really really bothered me but there's this obsession with like Whenever these type of white women want to create stories, they're just like, "Oh, and all of these black men raped me." Do you know, like, there's a genre for this on porn sites. That means for there to be a genre for it, that means that there are people who are searching for it, who want it. So you want to see that, and that bothers me. Like, it really, really bothers me. I know that some white men, like I said, cockholes, they actually pay. Black men to come and pretend to like ravage their wives Like they're going to actually like sleep with their wives They have sex with their wives And then the white men sit there and they watch And they're just like, no, no But that's part of the sexual fantasy of it all It's so weird but the fact that she would lie in this way and she would continue in her life. And also I like that she made herself the heroine in her story. I mean, kudos to you, sis. I believe that we should all be the heroes of our own story, but you went all the way left with this one. So, um, yeah, um. The police investigated, they wondered why her bruises weren't consistent with a violent knife attack But even more so, when she was examined by the people who examined for these sort of assaults They said that nothing about her body or there was no physical evidence of a sexual assault of any sort Not even the type that she described Just of any sort whatsoever So um, after the police questioned uh, questioned Black men in the area And you know that questioning would have been wild as well um, They were unable to find this um, th- three musketeers These three musk rapes they were these three race rapesketeers. They were unable to find them, um, so they started thinking, "Hmm, could it be possible that a white woman is lying?" I mean, it's a day ending with Y, so I, I would, I would, I would believe so. Um, she finally admitted that she um, had lied and she lied because she was upset that she'd recently broken up with her boyfriend and she, you know, wanted some sympathy. So you didn't want sympathy like, oh, my head hurts. Oh, I might be pregnant, which is terrible in itself. But you went all the way to, oh, I've been raped by three black men. It's... <sighs> the, the, the town that um, Brianna's from, Both she, her mum and all the other people in that town Are clearly all mad They are mad and they have nobody to tell them I don't know if it's something to do with their water or whatever But they're all very, very mad Um, She then thought to herself Oh, I need to make this believable And she saw that her mum might be upset About her ripping her jeans So she decided to just take it a a step further And cut herself and hurt herself To make it believable And that's how she came up with the story Of the um, rapist black men um anyway that's all i wanted to say like she after doing all of that will face no prison time there's nothing that will be done to her um she will just get on to get on you know get on with living her merry life and white women get this all of the time i remember the girl the white girl in this country at uni that stabbed her boyfriend and um the judge decided that they weren't going to convict her of anything because you know they don't want to ruin her future which is rich considering all the futures of black and Asian people that they have ruined that didn't even deserve it but it's funny that they suddenly realize that what they claim is a rehabilitative space these prisons are actually punitive in nature and they don't want to subject their their precious little white girls to it so that's you know they're middle-class white girls because the working-class white girls is iffy but the middle-class white girls oh no we could never do that to them even though they're going around stabbing their boyfriends but that's for another day so anyway brianna you're a dickhead and that's all i wanted to say really for so you mad i was briefly going to talk about neo's wife that fool that said um oh it's so it's a shame that my son didn't get my hawaiian silky hair and again you know it's that it's that colorism it's that Anti-blackness Because she's part black It's that anti-blackness That people have So deeply ingrained Within them Where you can give birth To a beautiful Beautiful boy And all you see Is that Oh he doesn't have Like soft Silky hair Like me Oh no And then she says um, when she was approached about her comment, because people dragged her on Instagram, and that's that's also the the, the effingry of it. Like she posted the picture of her son on Instagram with with us mainly able to see the top of his head, and she said, "Oh, my sister's always saying it's a shame that my son didn't get my our Hawaiian silky hair." um you you're you're shaming your child on the internet because he doesn't have a hair type that you would prefer so people dragged her accordingly but she now jumped up and said oh no the real issue is that um Black women are just jealous When black men marry outside of their race But fam, you're still part black So you're not out of the race, you dickhead But you know, this is how people are just so confused And they see themselves as better Because they've you, they've decided so And white supremacy has led them to believe so I just hope that maybe someone takes that child away from her Because I can only imagine the emotional trauma That the child will be subjected to in its formative years Because of her hatred Her self-hatred And her self-love And her deeply ingrained anti-Blackness towards self and others That's what I'm going to say about that dumb prick Anyway, moving finally to Straw of the Week, a.k.a suck your mom this week suck your mom goes out to helen grant helen grant is a waste man because she is a conservative well you know i'm calling her a waste man i'm not even going to be nice and call her a waste girl she's just a waste man because i think that's a collective universal term she's a pomplex because that's my word of the month um i can't stand women like her because she's a black person who's a conservative that's not my issue it's just that you can be there are many reasons that people decide to be tory that's fine but when it comes to the more social aspects, I just don't understand how you could be. I just don't understand how you could be black and be like, yeah, boom, I agree with what the Tories are doing. But anyway, she's a Tory MP and she wrote the following letter to um, Dawn Butler. Dawn Butler is the um, Labour MP for Brent Central and she's a baby girl. Um, She wrote the letter to her and she said... um, Dawn Butler urgently needs to reconsider her appointment of Monroe Bergdorf the kind of language Bergdorf has used has no place in public life and ought to be condemned by all of those who are serious about promoting equality now the letter that was the tweet that she attached with the letter the letter actually says dear Dawn I'm writing to you to express my concern regarding your appointment of Monroe Bergdorf as an advisor on equality issues and to urge you to reconsider you'll be well aware of Monroe's Controversial comments in the past Which saw her sacked from L'Oreal Including stating that the entire existence Of white people is drenched in racism Um, Of white people, she stated Your existence, privilege and success As a race is drenched in racism at the time, L'Oreal re- released A statement which outlined how the company Supports diversity, tolerance Towards all people, irrespective of their Race, background, gender and religion And that Bergdorf's comments are At odds with their values This is a uh, this is clearly concerning language And does nothing for community cohesion Since her appointment as An advisor to you on equality issues Further deeply concerning comments Have come to light, including Describing gay conservative Activists as a c- special kind Of dickhead (laughs) Claiming suffragettes Were white supremacists Claiming white people are socially conditioned To be racist There are there really is no excuse for these Abhorrent slurs and fundamentally They damage the campaign to promote equality And diversity across public life When Jeremy Corbyn was elected Labour leader, he promised a kinder Politics, yet it seems every day We, um, we see some new Example of abuse from the Labour Party. The kind of language Bergdorf has used has no place in pol- Public life and ought to be condemned By all of those who are serious about promoting equality. I urge you to reconsider your appointment of Monroe Bergdorf in light of these comments and will be pleased to meet with you to discuss further how we can really progress the cause of equalities. I look forward to hearing from you soon. Yours sincerely, Helen Grant, MP. This is why I can't be an MP and I'm gonna tell you straight up because I've considered it for a while. I've always I've sat down and thought to myself, Kilichi, when will you marry? No, that's a joke. Um I- I've had to sit down And say to myself Like what are you doing fam What are you doing What are you going to do With your career And I've considered Because of the passion That I have for things Within society I thought rah Maybe I'll start off As a counsellor For Southwark You know Peckham sides um, Or Bermondsey And then build from there And and hopefully become an MP But you know I've realised After reading things like this That I could never Become an MP Because you know How she said to Dawn Butler there Oh we can meet up To further discuss this I'll agree I'll agree to that meet up and I'll roll up into the place and I'll backhand her. I'll give her a dirty slap and I'll say thank you for your time and I'll walk out. That's it. That's the meeting done. Because I I don't have the wherewithal to play these political games that you pussies like to play. But, Helen Grant, aka Waste Girl. There is no number of times in this universe That you can use the word equality and diversity And somehow it magically makes um, Turns into what you want it to turn into Helen Grant is the kind of house nigger and I don't tend to use the N word re- regularly, but she's the house negro, the kind that because she lives in Massa's house, she will fight tooth and nail to protect everything that Massa has built. That's what she's doing here. Now she is the um, MP for Maidstone Kent, if I'm not mistaken. And I feel like that area is very, very Tory and they feel like they've progressed because they voted in um, a a black woman. I think she's mixed race, but I don't know. They voted in a black woman. So they feel like, yep, we've done our bit. But the thing is you voted in a demon. She's a demon. And because you feel like you're ticking boxes because she's black, it makes it okay. What there's Let me just read that list to you again Because I'm still confused As to what Monroe Bergdorf said That is incorrect And is abhorrent And and is a slur I didn't hear it These were the three points That she said Came up recently Of Monroe Bergdorf Describing gay conservatives um, and conservative conservative activists as a special kind of dickhead. Are they not? I don't understand how you can be a gay conservative activist. Like everything that I feel like the conservative party is doing undermines your lived experience, your lived existence. Like they are undermining you every day. Like you're out there saying that you're a conservative. Like, K? Huh? What? Nah. So Again, I agree Second point Claiming that suffragettes Were white supremacists Yeah, because in this year Where it's like 100 years of women's votes Rare, 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 rare We're not talking about The actual women That got their votes In the first place We're not talking about The fact that Emmeline Pankhurst And all of them gyal them They weren't voting For black women They didn't see black women As equal or even human They were voting In their own interests And that is the way That white feminism Has fucking remained It's all been in the interest Of white middle class women And this is why We have intersection feminism because it 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 looks at the cross sections of society and how we live and navigate our own feminisms because we can't exist within their structure this is the whole reason so again correct third point claiming white people are socially conditioned to be racist where is the lie where is the lie I'm, I I say this with all of everything within me If you know a white person who will look you in your eye and go I'm not racist I implore you to turn around now and run as fast as you can Run and run fast and never look back Lest you turn into a pillar of motherfucking salt Because I tell you they will not use that salt to season their food So you just keep on running boo The reason I say that is because you cannot have grown up in Europe or, or within this Western world, Europe, America, you couldn't, you cannot have grown up there as a white person and not have been conditioned to think that you are superior to others. Now, that is not something that you just let go of. You don't just shed it. It's, you don't shed it because it's it's ingrained so deeply into the Every single crevice of your being, that it doesn't matter if you're in a motherfucking interracial relationship. You have not, you have not broken down the, the structures of racism because you're fucking someone of another race. You have not done that until you start to do the work in yourself and think about and sit down with yourself and think, rah, what are the ways in which I perpetuate this racism or how do I uphold this structure of white supremacy in my life and in my environment? If you aren't not if you're not doing the work to do the Things you cannot dare to say, Oh, I'm not racist, and I don't think anyone can ever, no white person can truly ever say, I'm not racist, because as long as you continue to benefit from the structure. Then it is what it is, homie It really is And FYI, that's why I can't stand YouTube couples So please do not tag me in um, videos Of interracial YouTube couples Because I will make a voodoo doll out of you And I will stab it and stab it and stab it Don't ever fucking tag me in those stupid videos Because I don't like any of them Anyway, back to the story at hand So Helen Grant is a dickhead Because she listed things Imagine at your big, big age You write a letter and you're an MP You write a letter with your crusty fingers And you put bullet points And all of the bullet points undermine you and your premise because all of them speak truth to existence the fact that these things are part of this structure and you might not know your internet signal might be faulty all the way in Maidstone Kent so you don't get the update that this is something that people are experiencing so you feel like oh I'm just going to get away with it and I can do what I want and you know I feel this way and so therefore Dawn Butler, Dawn Butler needs to do what I have said Dawn Butler does not need to do a damn thing Thing. Dawn Butler can do what she likes And she's elected um, You know, she's appointed Monroe Bergdorf And I'm with it And so many other people are with it So mind your business And face your motherfucking front, okay? That's what more MPs need to be doing Where is Harriet Harman to appoint me And give me a role within Southwark? That's what we really need to be petitioning for Put more of us Let more Black people have spaces and platforms To impact change from in terms of policies, That's what we need. If we can't impact policies, then how can we affect change? Helen Grant, this straw is for you. I don't know how you want to use it. If you want to run up to one of the castles that are close to you in your area of Kent, if you want to stand on the highest tower... Um, And take your mother with you And to just suck her vigorously dry That's what I ask of you Don't ask anything of Dawn Butler I want to send you a letter personally to say Dear Helen Grant I have um, gifted you this straw within this pack Because I would like you to use it to suck your mother dry And maybe that will add some kind of sustenance to your common sense Because right now you lack it and that's it, that's it for this week Thank you so much for listening to SYM Officially known as Say Your Mind Unofficially known as What, what, suck your Mom. It's been wonderful chatting with you all I wish you a wonderful week You can follow me on at Kolechnikov More of you, please follow me on Instagram Because I need to up my followers apparently So help me with that um, Yeah, follow me on at Kolechnikov Or at Say Your Mind pod um, And please, please, please hashtag say your mind pod tell me what you thought of this week's episode um, and keep the conversation going i will tag everyone that i've spoken about i'll add them in a caption so you can follow them and show them some love and like i said for the five of pentacles don't let a fear of lack an illusion of lack push you into agreements that you do not need to be involved in don't do it to yourself baby girl, boy baby boys and baby girls and everybody around those fears i i appreciate you all and i wish you a wonderful week two slaps on your chair and I'll catch you in a bit. Peace! It's the Ben's woman womaness Baby boys, baby girls, you need to hear this sit down, sit down, receive this realness Make sure your cup's ready for the tea We to go sipping here i'm calling for your long You might learn something, you never know Could let you find And she's wonderful kind Don't say your mind, say mine.